Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, on January 15th, 2020. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. The South Bay Show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. I'm your host, Joe Terry. You can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. This is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. Joining us as co-host, the president and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, Kelly Stroman. Kelly, how are you? Oh, I must unmute her. Kelly, how are you? <laughs> Good morning, Joe. Um, I am fabulous. Uh, it's Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, looking Happy forward Friday to what is going to be a gorgeous weekend. It's supposed to be um, in the 80s this weekend. The sun is out. Right. It's beautiful. Right. Um, we can't complain, you know? Um, no. You know, I mean, we can complain. There's plenty to complain about yeah. <laughs> these days. But I, yeah, I need to rephrase that, don't I? Um, anyways, uh, uh, it's it's a beautiful day. Uh, I love when our weather is sunny and gorgeous, and um, right. you know, looking forward to looking forward to a nice, healthy weekend. Getting outside, I might have Excellent. to go to the beach and get a, get a little color on the face. Why not? Why not? And of course, there's many, many things going on. More things are starting to open up as uh, people get their their pandemic lakes under them. What what's going on in the city? What is going on in Manhattan Beach? Well, Manhattan Beach, um, we don't have too much reopening yet. Um, sadly, um, the restaurant community is still relegated to takeout um, and delivery mm-hmm. only. Um, we did have to close down our public seating areas, which was allowing people at the time to get takeout and then kind of sit and enjoy their meal um, in the public seating areas. But those have been closed down. Um, The city council felt at the time that it was very important um, to really hunker down because the caseload in Manhattan Beach over the last um, really three weeks has um, exponentially increased. Um, So they're certainly not blaming dining even though I know some of the restaurants feel that way, um, but they're kind of hunkering down. And being when the weather is so gorgeous, and um, we have to all kind of hunker down again. But 
Um, hey, the restaurants are still open. You can still order takeout. And I'm telling people, well, you might have to walk a few more you know, blocks and go down to the beach. There's plenty of public seating at the beach, right, <laughs> or on the strand. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's going to be a beach weekend where, you know, we're encouraging people. We're open. The stores are open. Most of the restaurants are open. Uh, a few, you know, a few have closed down over the last couple of weeks to take a break. Um, to protect mm-hmm. themselves, their staff, their customers, um, until the surge that we're in calms down a little bit. And that's an individual choice. Um, sometimes it's mm-hmm. for protection and health reasons. Otherwise, it's you know for financial reasons. But um, right. we're open. So come on down. The beach is open. The strand is open. Come down and enjoy everything that beautiful Manhattan Beach you know, has to offer because there, there is plenty. Um, not a lot of events, you know, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. We still really can't do events. And, you know, we're encouraging people um, obviously still not to, to gather. Um, and, of course, the minute you, know, you go out of your house to wear a mask, all those things are important. But we do have um, an online event coming up next week with the Chamber on January yeah. 21st from 5 to 6 p.m. Um, via Zoom is our kind of our annual um, tax and new laws update. We have um, all familiar names to you. We have Deanne Chase, the <laughs> Chase Law Group, Sylvie, yes. um, Sylvia Gayad uh, from Manhattan Tax and Counting, and Jeannie Allisandrini from Edward Jones, all, you know, bringing us up to date, um, giving us, an, you know, kind of like, you know, are you compliant? Uh, what are those tax? you know, um, loopholes that we can navigate with, what you can write off, what you can't write off, and all that good stuff. So that is, again, next week, January 21st from 5 to 6 p.m. Um, if you go to our website, ManhattanBeachChamber.com, you can register. It is free. We just ask that you register in advance. Um, at that time, you'll get the Zoom link. So um, that is exciting and always a very informative. Um, uh, time to clean out your closets and do a little spring, early spring cleaning because the downtown Manhattan Beach sidewalk sale is next weekend. Um, so that starts on the 22nd of January and runs for the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the whole weekend. So, you know, we all have time on our hands, it seems like. So clean out those closets, get ready to um, shop next weekend and take advantage of really um, discounts up to like 75% off at the stores and, you know, some of the um, salons, you know, often uh, bring out products and everything too. So um, that will be the following weekend. And I will remind people. Um, again um, next week and let's see I do want to talk about um, you know PPP PPP loans um, the next round Um, a lot of people have already received their stimulus checks which is different than the PPP loans but the small businesses administration um, and the government has you know passed the next round of PPP and most you know banks and financial institutions are participating in that they have uh, broken it up in between large, what they consider large financial institutions and small community banks. They are allowing um, businesses that bank with a very small community bank to uh, submit those applications first. Uh, In the case of restaurants, they're going to be able to apply for three times um, their expenses. And there are some new rules with um, uh, forgiveness 
because the loans will be forgivable if certain thresholds mm-hmm. are made. But um, the information is um, different uh, based on the banks and de- based on uh, what sector you are in. So if uh, I encourage everybody to apply for those loans. If you received a PPP loan in the spring, you can and should apply again now. Um, just know that there's different yes. rules of engagement. So that's kind of dominating, you know, my question uh, board in my phones these days. Um, the other thing that's dominating okay. is the vaccine. You know, um, boy, the vaccine distribution can't come fast enough. Um, there is a distribution phase and rollout plan that was published by the state of California a little over a week ago. Um, so people kind of know when they'll be able to get the vaccine, but, um, you know, that's still a work in progress. Um, a lot of cities mm-hmm. or areas like the South Bay are trying to take control of that process um, for their city or for the area. We're work- working with the Beach Cities Health District and also the city of Manhattan Beach to see if we can't expedite the vaccination distribution in our city. And I know Beach Cities is working with the, like the whole uh, Redondo and Hermosa also on that. Um, And all I can Mm -hmm. say to people is just stay tuned, you know, to our news, to the city news um, and, and pay attention because um, the vaccine rollout is one of those things, like once it's ready, you have to giddy up and go real quickly. So um, here in Manhattan Beach, our firefighters have been vaccinated, um, and they're still rolling through kind of the first responders. But um, we're working hard to try to, you know, expedite that. Um, I just don't have specifics on that yet. Um, All right. Think what else? Um, I know Beach State's Health District is also offering kind of a um, – a vaccine, you know, 101, um, that is going to be offered on February 4th via Zoom from 5 mm-hmm. to 6.30 p.m. If you go to the Beach Cities Health District website, you will see the information there. Uh, again, I will remind people um, again next week with that. But uh, we're trying to get the information out, you know, with vaccines, with the PPP loans, and then, you know, keep everything kind of going at the same time. <laughs> um, so we've been busy. Okay. Um, and I do, I do want to give a big shout out. I'm not sure. Um, gosh, uh, Skechers um, once again has stepped up in a, just a mega way um, to support the community. Um, over the holidays, they started a Save Our Restaurants Fund. Um, they committed mm-hmm. to matching um, up to $500,000 um, in donations that came in and would be giving grants to the small restaurants in downtown Manhattan Beach and the north end of Manhattan Beach, as well as a few Mm -hmm. others. That's kind of where it started. I know it's trickled out from there. To date, they have given out over $700,000 to 31 restaurants in Manhattan Beach, um, which they made the grant process very simple for these restaurants got the money to them in most cases before Christmas, if not before new year's and really, um, gosh, they acted fast instead of the community. So, um, you know, big shout out, massive high five and a big hug and thank you to Skechers foundation and to everybody else who contributed to that fund. So, um, it's still open. You can still contribute. You can still 
order from your restaurants and support in other ways. Um, there's so many ways to support, but um, we just can't do enough to try to keep the restaurants and other businesses open. And, you know, when the restaurants are closed or compromised with lack of outdoor dining and such, it really has an impact on the retail traffic. Uh, There's a direct correlation. You know, the minute one is shut down, the other is compromised. And, you know, I've I've said it a hundred times on this show, but I really consider um, particularly like Manhattan Beach and other kind of main street, you know, type of areas, um, an ecosystem. And when one part of the ecosystem is failing, it does affect the others. So the faster we can get reopened, the faster we can get that vaccine out and get everybody safe, um, you know, the faster we're going to be able to recover and hopefully save these businesses. It's difficult. So um, don't stop ordering takeout. Don't stop shopping and, you know, at your retailers. It's, It's very important now more than ever to shop and eat and do everything locally. So um, right, right. that is pretty much, you know, um, what I have. Um, any wow. questions? You know, I know. It's, it's a lot, amazing. right? I, it, <laughs> it is, but I, I, I just wish we could talk to someone who was an expert in the uh, hospitality restaurant industry, maybe with like 20 plus years experience. If only we could talk to someone like that. <laughs> um, what do you think? Yes, yeah. Somebody who grew up in the business yeah. and uh, yeah. um, owns an institution in Manhattan Beach. I I think our guest today is capable of that and then some and what? Um, an absolutely yeah. lovely person. Kelly, who's our guest today? <laughs> Thank you for the transition, Joe. Our guest today <laughs> is Sylvie Gabrielle. Uh, Sylvie is an intrepid entrepreneur with 25 plus years in the restaurant industry. Sylvie brings deep managerial experience and a sharp business acumen to her ownership role at Love and Salt, located in downtown Manhattan Beach. Under her leadership, the Italian-inspired restaurant has generated fresh energy in Los Angeles, South Bay, and a community that was home to Love and Salt's predecessor, Cafe Pierre, for 37 years. In conjunction with her father, Guy Gabriel, Sylvie spearheaded the physical and conceptual transformation of the SoCal icon and its eventual rebirth as love and salt, working closely with mass architecture and designer Anna Henson to bring her vision for the new restaurant to life. Since the opening of Love and Salt in late 2014, I can't believe it's been six years, um, has garnered mm-hmm. critical attention for the reinvention, including recognition as one of Los Angeles Magazine's top 10 new restaurants of 2015. That same year, Forbes, descri- Forbes Magazine described the evolution as LA's best restaurant comeback story. Sylvie's fastidious approach to managing all aspects of the restaurant, from the warm service to the branding and creative marketing, have contributed to Love and Salt's continued growth and success as a stalwart, not just in Manhattan Beach, but in the Los Angeles proper area. In addition to her role overseeing operations at Love and Salt, Sylvie, who has an MBA in finance and marketing from Loyola Marymount, and as a licensed real estate broker, is conceptualizing her next venture, a Middle Eastern-inspired brand. 
informed by the principles that birthed Farm Stand, a trailblazing restaurant in the non-GMO project that Sylvie founded and ran with her husband, Alex Masavi, in El Segundo from 2005 to 2016. The restaurant will serve conscious cross-cultural cuisine that is grounded by the uh, by their disparate heritage. Uh, I am so thrilled to bring Sylvie on to the show today. She has she's working on yet another project. Uh, she must never sleep. Um, uh, called regarding her that it involves women entrepreneurs and restaurant owners in Los Angeles. Um, Sylvie, it is such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate your yeah. invitation and super so, excited to to talk. It's it's one of the things that I love, Sylvie, about this format is that it's so intimate. I mean, people that listen to the show feel that they've met the people that we interview uh, because there's no there's nothing in between. There, you don't focus on on visuals, you don't, you're just listening. Uh, radio has such a, a, an intimacy to it. You got to take us into this world. You know, we, we're going to talk about love and salt and the history of it, but you got to take us into this world that has, uh, you've been in the restaurant industry, you know how unique these last almost like uh, 14 months have been. What has it been like? What's going on? How can we help? <laughs> Gosh, I don't even know how to describe how it's been. I mean, uh, it's 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 almost I'm almost kind of numb and uh, and just kind of doing the motions. Uh, mm. It's been it's been a lot of things. In a lot of ways, it's been traumatic and. Mm. overwhelming and nonstop mm. the the changes that have been imposed upon us have been yeah. almost unbearable at times for sure and at the same time mm-hmm. the way that it has brought the support that we've gotten from the community mm-hmm. has been uh, life-changing honestly i i don't i don't mm. think i've ever felt more supported and um, and appreciated ever before, which is mm. interesting because, you know, for those of us in the industry, you know, we we always feel like we're in a really tough business because it's, it's extremely demanding and people are mm-hmm. demanding and, um, you know, really, really tight margins always. And you, you can be a great operator and uh, and you better be a great operator because you know be, when you when you know what you're doing you run you know uh, tight margins and um, so it can be very demanding and sometimes you feel really unappreciated and unrecognized and this mm-hmm. period of time it has uh, I think we feel so appreciated and recognized for how hard we're working and how much how important restaurants are to the community i think that's made a real right. huge impression on everyone i mean for me too for me too just seeing the way like kelly said the ecosystem um how worse, how restaurants are such an important part of the ecosystem and so so in ways it's been unbearable and in ways it's been really inspiring so okay that's 
That's good. Yeah. Inspiring is good. We 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 all endeavor to inspire each other, but it it is without question. Uh, I think it's the year of the hospitality industry and and the the stories and the mm-hmm. the, the sad truth and the you know mm-hmm. those things that have closed and will never be again. That that is the story of of 2020 and uh um when we talk about how it is we have to talk about how it was tell us a little bit about love and salt for those people that aren't familiar with love and salt tell us a little bit about love and salt sure so love and salt uh we just turned six um and we, you know, we had, I had, with my father, operated Cafe Tier, uh for, for many years. I grew up in the restaurant business through school, through all of that. And um, about six years ago, oh, well, more actually longer than that, we decided to rebrand. And I, I, I really pushed the rebrand, although my dad was, has always been an incredibly innovative and open-minded businessman, which is, he's super fun to work with. Um, but, you know, about seven, about seven years ago, uh, we decided that it was time to, that we needed a change. I think more than anything, we needed a change. We needed, and it was, so we did, we visioned, you know, love and salt and um, opened, you know, Italian inspired, but we wanted it to be um, really inspired by us and inspired by our location and, Kind of the the soul of what we bring to restaurants, and that is what birthed Love and Salt. And um, mm-hmm. so it, it's been an amazing success. Uh, and both, I think, personally and for personal gratification, and also um, business wise. And um, we've had, you know, like anything, we've had various changes and various stages to the business. And and we continue to thrive. We continue to grind and and do our best work because we love what we do, and uh, mm-hmm. and that's basically I think what 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 is at the heart of what we do. I mean, I th- the way I run the restaurant, I have a lot of um, core values and kind of uh, ethics that we live by, and I'm a very very tight about that and it's important that we bring people on who are aligned with that those values and uh mm-hmm. and so you know how we run and how we treat people is kind of first for me and uh and that is one of the core value of love and salt hence you know the name love and salt um not just for <laughs> for food but for people and for how we live our lives. And that's been kind of the the core value that's always been underlying what we do. I, I, I want to um, say, Sylvie, oh, go on, go on. No, I, Joe, and uh, so I was going to jump in and just say, um, I'm going to give Sylvie, um, uh, I, I could give you a thousand shout outs, um, Sylvie, but, <laughs> but in, in the, uh, let's say the heat of the beginning of the pandemic, um, 
and it was probably like in in beginning, like I want to say, like it was May or June, July. I can't even remember um, when you know we had all been just burning the midnight oil for you know about four, three, four months at that point, and um, constant you know changing and relentless kind of battle. And we're still doing that, but. Um, uh, I don't remember uh, what Sylvie and I talked about on the phone. There was a, there was a conversation about something. Who knows? It could have been about one of the loan programs. I have no idea. But you know, she said to me at one point, "You know, how are you doing?" <laughs> and I was so exhausted and weary at that point, and had just been, you know, running on fumes for days. Not that she hadn't, and her restaurant and all of her staff hadn't, but um, I know she probably heard it in my voice um, and not my normal self, and she said to me, you know what, Kelly, I want to feed you and your family, and uh, we're going to have, you know, a a tray, you know, a takeout, and I think we were in takeout-only mode at that point, Um, uh, all you have to do is stop by the restaurant, tell me what time, and we're going to have takeout food for you. And I can't even – they ended up doing that several times for me, um, which was just so beautiful. And it was truly at a point for me when, you know, the thought of even going to the grocery store or trying to figure out what to do and feed for my, my boys and everything was just, you know, exhausting, and I was exhausted. And I would take home these beautiful meals and – um, it was such a relief, and, and my boys were so elated <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to have this beautiful meal. But it, you know, it nourished me and my soul and, you know, got me through a time. And so she, you know, showered uh, me and my family with love. Mm. Um, and mm. that is the type of person she is and clearly the operation um, that that they run. And I just want to say, and she knows this, but also because of that, um, my oldest son has become one of her, you know, biggest fans and the restaurant's biggest fans and has now subsequently taken clients there and done things and, and gone back too, which is not why they hmm. did it, but it was just, that's all the community that we're in, right? We all help each other and um, the food is delicious. And, uh, but the fact that she heard something in my voice um, or, or lack of something in my voice and, you know, nourished me and my family is exactly the epitome of what their restaurant and what Sylvie has built there too. So, um, Sylvia, I have thanked you before, but I really do. Um, that is what you guys do, and that's what you're all about. So it's beautiful. Thank you. So, <clears throat> we're going to talk in a moment. We're going to talk about the importance of women in in the world and in the world of. Uh, restaurants in LA in particular, and uh, uh, an opportunity for everyone to celebrate women in the the restaurant industry. But first, Sylvie, I just have to say four words to you, and I want your reaction to these four words. Oh, Salt, oh boy. <laughs> fat, acid, heat. Your Wait, reaction. Salt, salt, fat, acid, and heat? Yeah. Is that what you said? Okay. Oh, boy. That's right. Sylvie, there you go. My reaction <laughs> sounds yummy. When are we going to eat? <laughs> there, there, there is a, a book and a, and a documentary called Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat. Yeah. Uh, Samin mm-hmm. Nosrat 
uh, cooker, a uh, cook, teacher, author from uh, Berkeley, of all places, yes. Berkeley, California. Yes, yes, when, I know. When her you well. think, when, when did we, you know, become? I mean, it's not just Berkeley. It's not just, you know, um, the the wonderful sort of. Uh, uh, influences from Mexico and, and El Salvador and Guatemala and so forth that makes uh, uh, Vietnam, uh, Korea, mm-hmm. Japan, that makes L.A. what L.A. is uh, gastronomically. There's something here in this place that makes it one of the greatest um, culinary arts locations in the world. What yes. is it about L.A.? Well, I mean, I think geographically, I mean, what is it about California? Everybody wants to live in California, and then you have, you know, geographically where we're located, um, how it's so close to Asia. It's, I mean, we're just, I think it's just geographic, mostly, um, and mm. weather, and everyone wants to come to L.A., and, and we have so many different cultures, ethnicities, and I think, you know, even just the way this city is laid out, we have so many different parts of L.A. And each city has its kind of own little subculture in a way, which makes L.A. so much fun. And um, we just, we have, and it, so it brings so many different foods and levels of food, you know, just from street food to all the way to very fine establishments and uh, makes it super accessible. And there's also a spirit telling. I don't know, and, and this is the piece I think you're probably asking most. I don't know that I can answer, but there's also this, um, there's a love of L.A., and there's this, um, I think, I don't know, there's a creative, mm-hmm. creative energy in L.A. that just kind of opens things up to where you you have these these foods, but they're also, they're non-traditional or sometimes they're, they're traditional and yet in, they bring, you know, the, the um, restaurateurs or the food people bring that to us in a way that is just so authentic and outside of what we're, our ideas are about it that just makes it just so creative and I think makes it so uh, exciting. But L.A. is definitely so hot for food. I love that. Yes. You, you know, that's that's interesting uh, to talk about um, the creative nature of Los Angeles, the Los Angeles region as a whole, and all these little, you know, I, I agree, sub market, sub pocket, little neighborhood, you know, areas that and cultures that bring um, different chefs and different foods. And um, I never thought of the correlation between, um, and honestly, you know, part of um, Hollywood and all the film production and and then all the creatives that, you know, work there, because those creatives are also eating and, and seeking out different ventures. And I think somebody who lives in the greater Los Angeles area, Los Angeles County, um, there are so many options, whether it's food or work or shopping or, you know, uh, exercise, you know, outdoor things to see that they inadvertently probably seek that 
diversity in in the culinary world too. I mean, and it's at our fingertips. It's it's everywhere. And what I also find interesting, Sylvie, is how many hybrid uh, mix of um, restaurants there are. Like you know, mm. like remember, gosh, what was it back in the eighties or nineties? Like you know, fusion was like the the big word. Right now, it seems like uh-huh. you know, fusion. It, you know, uh, is it, 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 there's so many cultures that fuse. You know, and, and bring interesting right. mixes. I mean, if you had to um, describe love and salt. Um, you know, uh, as far as culturally, how would you describe it to somebody who doesn't know, who's never been to Love and Salt? Culturally, food-wise? Food culture? Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I mean, we are, Love and Salt is really just Italian-inspired. And mm-hmm. we are really pretty uh, traditionally Italian, for you know, but traditional in terms of of Italy, not so much what what we're not American Italian at all, um, and so we're pretty true to that. But because because I think people don't really know what Italian food Italian food is, or necessarily regionally, you know what what is special in a, a region, you know you can bring that, and it feels so refreshing and new, and yet it it's it's traditional. So I think that's mostly what I what I feel with love and salt is, and then we definitely, you know, we'll, we'll bring in elements um, that are a little bit more California. Um, to, but, you know, it's not even so much just California. I mean, ingredients are worldwide, right? And that's what I think mm-hmm. makes food so, mm-hmm. so um, familiar to us. And that, you know, that is how you want uh, approaching, you know, how to create a concept or how to create, food that that people want i mean that's essentially what it is it's the ingredients and um and the ingredients you know we're 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 abundant in california um and so i think the basically that's essentially what love and salt is it's italian inspired with um you know based in california and and very traditional italian in a lot of ways Mm-hmm. And do you feel there's any you know French um, influence or or just by the nature of cafe you know Pierre in the old days you know when your um, father started it um, you know is there is there any other influence or um, or not I would say not I would say we you know I mean I will say that my father you know we are. Italian. I'm Italian American. My mom is LA born and raised, um, and my father is Italian but French culturally. Um, and so, you know, he grew up with, you know, both you know French and Italian food. So, the the influence of my father and his background definitely is in love and salt, um, but not but not French. Mm-hmm. I would I would say no. Mm-mm. Okay. Well, and then you touched on something else too that I was thinking when we were talking about how you know vast the culinary market and options are in Los Angeles is the accessibility to um, ingredients and uh, and like produce and fresh and there, I mean there's so many farmers market there's so many you know initiatives mm-hmm. like like that 
um, that yeah, I'm sure, you know, other, other cities, you know, in other areas can fly that in. But, I mean, we have so many fresh options right at our fingertips um, with all the farmer's markets. Is that, you know, help influence um, what, you know, is on your menu, what you guys serve on a, on a daily basis? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we're, we are constantly going to the farmer's market. Um, and then we also have a, a, a special, a friend who runs a farm, farmer's market out of his uh, semi refrigerated truck. And he goes and actually has close relationships with the farmers and goes and gets product and then comes to us and it's exclusive products that even farmer's markets don't get. And um, absolutely it does. I mean, it's, it, a lot of the our inspiration really because it's it's kind of governed by the season and it's governed by what you know what's available um so it it pushes us to have to use those ingredients um and be creative with them while they're available so for sure absolutely hmm. mm. I know I'm hungry I it's love fresh. That. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just like craving the freak delicious salad right now. I'm like, oh. Um. <laughs> yeah, just as you were saying that, my mind was drifting. You know? Yeah. Well, um, um, Kelly, I'd like to to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about ten days regarding her. Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Great. Let's do it. Let's let's take a break. And uh, take a, a, a walk down memory lane and just preserve all that we are. Let's see. Today's show is brought to you by Forever Memoirs. Forever Memoirs tell stories, your story. We produce A&E biography style films for individuals, families, nonprofits, and others complete with interviews, photographs, drawings, paintings, music, and narration to create invaluable memoirs of the past and present for future generations to enjoy. Your personal family history is more important than anything your children will ever see in a movie or on television. Call Forever Memoirs and capture the laughter and the wisdom forever at 310-379-9822. We provide you with a way to document your history for yourself, for your children, and their children forever. If you prefer, please connect with us on the web at forevermemoirs.com. Forever Memoirs can provide a free consultation at 310-379-9822. Call now. <laughs> okay. So our transition is regarding her. Ten days regarding her. When did this begin, Sylvie? Oh, I was during the pandemic. So you know, as as I was saying about how um how what a wonderful time it's been to really bring people together virtually. And, uh, you know, during the very, at the very beginning in March, you know, when, when everybody was just kind of losing everything and not knowing what, how to recover or everyone, you know, we were all friends, especially for the restaurants, 
Um, we were frantically mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to survive, how to get through pretty much something we've never been be- been through before and never imagined. I mean, in the restaurant business, you never imagine closing for a few days. I mean, that just, you know, you, you really debate whether you should be open for the holidays and should you be open 365. And, and the mm-hmm. idea of closing and just how hard it is on the operation, shutting down what you do with all of the product, you know, your staff, how do you bring everybody back? You know, just, just the idea of closing, opening, you know, changing, shifting business, um, operationally is so challenging and then on top of it financially when we were hit back in March uh, you know it just really rocked our industry at the core and so everyone started to get together all of the businesses all of our you know from every angle of the industry started rallying for us and they started putting webinars together and really helping us figure out how to get through this and so, you know, I, in pre-pandemic, I've had, you know, I have a network of, of women who I go to and we, um, we share and we, you know, you know, just stay networked and stay connected. And so when this all happened and we all joined our forces and kind of attended webinars and the James Beard Foundation was a very huge, uh, huge rallying foundation for us during this time and they provided so much education and so much support uh, and what evolved from that was a, a, what was called is what is called the Let's Book Series for Women Restaurateurs and that um, started in Chicago and then it started to move uh, and I had att- I attended uh, a few of those and then with Dina Sampson of Rosso Blue and Superfine Pizza, she and I, um, you know, the, the, the Let's Talk series in Chicago did a women's event where they did this kind of, this collaboration of menus. And so Rohini Day is what, who started the Let's Talk series, and she's in Chicago. So we met with her and talked and then talked with their, the women in, the, in a couple of different cities, D.C. and Chicago. And here got to, you know, got our group together here and really brainstormed what we wanted to do. And that morphed into a 10 days regarding her, which is a fast food festival. And we, we really wanted to, to bring the women restaurateurs together and really highlight every, every, regardless of where you are in LA and who, you know, how new you are to the industry. We really wanted to kind of bring women together, create fun and interesting collaborations to kind of really I mean, the goal, the immediate goal is to drive business to the restaurant and to raise funds for a grant that for, you know, that for those women restaurants that qualify, you know, they'll be given money to, to sustain, hopefully. Um, so we got together and we kind of came up with this idea of, of a 10-day festival. And, but, but more than that, a charitable organization that has longevity to it, that can provide, you know, that can keep networking for women, that uh, provides resources, that uplift women and kind of um, in, and provide mentorship, funds, hopefully. Uh, and that, so that is the overarching mission of, of the regard, you know, of regarding her. But for the festival coming up, which I'm super, super excited about, these collaborations are really amazing. Talk about 
creativity and inspiration. I mean, this festival absolutely represents that. When you go, you can go to the Regarding Her Food website and see all of the participating restaurants. There are, I think we're at like 130 restaurants now and the collaborations and the events. So we are, we're, there, there are menu collaborations, there are specials, and then there are also virtual events. And so, so we just kind of created all of this virtually, um, you know, so for takeout and then also virtual events. So that is kind of how it, how it evolved. Um, and we're super excited about it. It is exactly what I needed at this time. Um, and I think the 10 days are going to be super exciting. I don't even, I think that's all I'm going to be doing twice a day, eating, going around all the different places, <laughs> seeing what, they, what everyone has. I'm so excited. I, 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 I have to, as you've mentioned, I have to, I have to say regarding R E G A R D I N G her K H E R food.com regarding her food.com. When you go there, you will see uh, what we're talking about and um, hashtag regarding her food on Instagram or at sign regarding her food on Instagram. Okay. Well, what are we going to, we're, we're going to this event. It's, it's more, um, is there a specific location where will we just visit all of these restaurants? There will be a special menu for uh, the 10 days of her? Well, every restaurant's doing something different. For example, at Love and Salt, we're doing a, a uh, we love her boozy brunch. And so I have, I have, I've brought a, re- uh, a, f- you know, a female owned restaurant. Um, they're a brunch item. Each brunch item on our menu is featuring uh, a, rest- a, a, a female-owned restaurant and featuring one of their, I guess, their, their, one of their specials that, you know, for brunch. And, for example, right. we're, we've got hot milk chicken. Um, we're doing, a, you know, a fried chicken and biscuit. And we have pastries coming from Socolo, Mary Sue Milk, and Susan Seneger. Um, <laughs> Susan Seneger. And I'm just all over, all day baby, we've got their scone. We've got the Gourmandise School. And what's fun about the event, and this is really reflective of many restaurants and what they're doing, is there's a virtual component as well. So the Gourmandise School is going to teach how to make a breakfast pastry, and then that breakfast pastry you'll be able to, to, to find at Love and Salt for the brunch, which is January 24th, Sunday, January 24th. But mm-hmm. So... So, so we're so Clemence at the Gourmandise School is going to teach how to make a scone, um, or we've got Leah Franzani from uh, uh, Semolina Artisanal Pasta. She and Tracy Harada, our chef, are going to teach how to make cacio e pepe in a virtual class. Um, and mm. so we've got there's a lot of different events going on, um, but. So it's not even so much – some restaurants will offer a special for the 10 days, and some will have a collaboration like what Love and Salt's doing. Some will have a virtual component. Some of them are putting both of those pieces together in, in, you know, in an offering. It's, it's really exciting and creative. And some of the food, the food that's being – the menu and the food is amazing. It represents L.A., mm. and that's what's so fun. It's from all parts of L.A., 
restaurants from everywhere. And, you know, the idea was to hopefully get restaurants to collaborate across the city so that, say, for example, Manhattan Beach would get a chance to taste, um, you know, Porridge and Puffs is doing uh, a porridge for us, um, and they are in kind of uh, East L.A., and so we're bringing them here so, though, you know, our community gets to taste a part of the city, especially because people aren't so comfortable going out that much right now, I mean, outside the city. Um, so it's kind of just fun to bring something new, and that's really the idea of the festival, is just really mixing it up and um, introducing it in different locations. I love so, this. Mm. I, I think it's so much it fun. And, delicious. You know, leave it to women to figure this out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can say that. Um, but I, I, love the, I love the idea. You know, I love it that you're bringing different parts of Los Angeles to Manhattan Beach, you know, Sylvia. I think that's so fun. Every time I see you post something else on the Love and Salt Instagram page, I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. Like, I have, I've got my eyes on the guava cheese empanadas. I'm like, oh, you know, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm, and who doesn't like to, to sample and be right. different things? Uh, it's such a fun idea. So and it's not just fun. It's obviously supportive, but I want to go back a few minutes ago. You said something about you're going to have a demo. One of the chefs is going to do a demonstration on how to make, what was it? Cacio Pepe or what, what did you say? Mm-hmm. What is yeah, Cacio Pepe. I, so cacio pepe is a, a traditionally Roman pasta, and we have it at Love and Salt. Um, it's one of our menu items, and it is, it's basically kind of black pepper and cheese. It's, it's a super simple Roman pasta, but if anybody has tried to make it before, they know it's really actually not so simple to make. So our our are uh, the reason why we're teaching it is because it's, it's something that you can just grab from your pantry. Oftentimes you have those ingredients and when you don't really know, you know, if you don't really want to go out to the store, you know, you can throw these ingredients together and make a pasta, but it's not as simple to get right. And so it's kind of a frustrating pasta to make. So that's our point in making is teaching it. It's just, these are the few things you do and you've got really a great pasta. So it's the ingredients are uh, cheese, like Parmesan cheese, pecorino and um, black pepper. How fun. Uh, now, just let's just clarify for anybody listening. Um, are those demonstrations going to be um, uh, virtual, Facebook, Facebook Live, in person, yeah. on Zoom? You know, will, will it be the chef teaching your chefs and your staff how to make it? Clarify that for anybody listening who might not sure. understand. Okay. In, in, a, in a pandemic, how this is going to take place. Yeah, yeah. So, for, for example, the how to, how to make a cacio pepe. That is going. To, that's a Zoom class, uh, and um, Leah will be at her facility, and we will be at ours. Um, we also have Kim Prince from Hotville Chicken coming on with us. She hasn't made it before, so she's going to be kind of the one that's testing out how good Tracy and Leah teach. Um, and so that's going to be really fun because she's like, let's. She's like, I I can laugh at myself, um, and she's adorable. Um, so that's going to be, you know, those those three are going to be the key kind of demonstrators. And then um, at home, people can make it at home as well. We will have a pasta kit that they can buy in advance to, to have it ready for the class. Um, and so everybody will be at their own facility. And, um, and it's all Zoom. Okay. 
for some okay, other, and then, other restaurants. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, and other restaurants are going to do, you know, there'll be Instagram Live, um, and, you know, there'll be a lot of virtual stuff. Then, okay. Um, and, I, and Sylvie, so, and then if somebody wants to actually eat the food uh, and not cook it at home, I'll watch you guys and then um, and order it. Will they be able to order that to go from Love and Salt like that same day? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so that's all part of the boozy brunch, um, the, the different that, offerings? That's a diff- that actually is a different event. That is going to be um, on – we're just planning the date right now for that. It's going to be the, I think it's the Monday or Tuesday. Oh, what is it? Shoot. Uh, I think it's the okay. 23rd. Fifth? Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. it'll be that. This, the Cacio Pepe is on our menu already. We've had that on our menu for a while now. Um, well, I don't know so that, how I've missed that. <laughs> <laughs> the lasagna. You love the lasagna. Oh no! Uh, oh, I, that's the yeah. problem, Joe. When you go, when you go to Love and Salt, you know, like like any restaurant where you have your favorites, it's really difficult right. to deviate, you know, from those eat because otherwise says, you eat too much you and you just to, explode, someone, you know. But um, someone uh, asked her. I, Ellie, would you like to look at a menu? And she says, I don't need a menu. I know what I like here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Um, but what's fun about Love and Salt and so many of the restaurants, too, is they do they always have seasonal offerings. And, you know, like when you have your peach and burrata salad or the plum, mm-hmm. I mean, ugh, with crumbled, you know, caramelized, blah, I don't even know. It's always um, so much fun uh, to go to Love and Salt to see, you know, what the, what the uh, seasonal offering is and, and experience the food. And it is difficult. I remember one time uh, your father um, – brought me something this is when we were you know this is in normal times when we were indoor dining and he's like you know uh, I think I, I I was with one of my friends and he's like what do you want tonight what's what's on the menu what do you create you know and I'm like I don't know I don't know where to start he's like okay let me just bring you something and he brought over a couple of things and of course it's all delicious but um mm-hmm. okay we digress I digress so um we so people will be able to partake and order out the boozy brunch, which um, I can say when boozy brunch was in person, it was fabulous. So I'm sure it'll be equally as fabulous for takeout. Um, they can uh, tune in and watch demonstrations on different days. They can order kind of the ingredient kits beforehand um, if they want to cook alongside some of those um uh, demonstrations, right, Sylvie? And what else? Is yeah. there anything else that we're missing? Uh, let's see. I mean, I oh, well, actually, yeah, there's a whole piece. The Now Serving is a, a, a culinary bookstore in East L.A. And, um, and actually just right by, uh, close to downtown, but they are the most, it's Chinatown, actually, downtown. Um, they have, they're the best bookstore for for cookbooks and they do a lot of conversations and events with authors of cookbooks. They are going to be hosting um, some conversations and those topics are going to be one of the, the opening conversation for the event is with Ruth Reichel. Um, and she is, is going to be a conversation with several women on the panel discussing kind of, you know, women in restaurants where we are, where we're going and um, 
that'll be really great. And then, so, so there'll be conversation, you know, panels of conversation, industry panels. Uh, one of them is a generational panel, which I will be on. Um, so with different topics, but all of these offerings are available on our website regarding herfood.com. And so you can see everything, you know, well, you can see the list of events by date um, and then, you know, the restaurants and kind of their offering. But, um, but yeah, so the, it'll be classes, it will be conversations, it will be, um, there are some cocktail classes. We are, you know, part of the Busy Brunches, a mass, that's a, um, a liquor brand. And we're going to be doing a kind of conversation about mindful, um, mindful consumption. And they just, they launched a non-alcoholic spirit, which we're going to be pouring for the brunch, which is, is beautiful. It's a botanical spirit, but it's non-alcoholic, 0% alcohol. And so they're going to be doing, you know, conversation. we're going to talk about mindful consumption. There'll be a couple of cocktail demos. So all kind of hitting all sorts of angles from the, you know, for the, from the restaurant, for the restaurant industry. Wow. Wow. I can't wait. So I, I, Sylvie, we have a few minutes left. We're going to talk more just to, to give people orientation. It's regarding her com. regarding her food.com uh, begins 10 days regarding her begins January 24, 21st through the 30th, January 21st through the 30th. Give us some parting words about hope for the restaurant industry. We still have months and months and months before most uh, officials believe we're going to have what's called herd immunity, that is enough people vaccinated Mm -hmm. that, that the virus can't spread even to people that are not vaccinated. So what what are we going to see for the next several months, and how can we all get through this? Mm. That's a great question. Well, let me say first, apply for the PPP. <laughs> that is, uh-huh. the, I think, the biggest that it couldn't have come at a better time for the second round. The first round came at an amazing time, and now the second round is coming at a perfect time, especially for L.A. County. Um, so apply for the PPP. Um, a lot of people, I think, are afraid of it because they're afraid of the, for, you know, whether it's going to be forgiven or not. Apply for it, get it, don't use it, and figure it out, and then give it back if you're afraid. But apply for it and get it. I think that's the the right. biggest piece here that I think is going to really bring some relief to restaurants. Um, otherwise, I mean, I it is. It is a little – well, let's say that getting past we, – we knew November to February was going to be tough. We knew going – you know, we right. knew that back before. We are almost out of it. So I think hold on, keep, keep doing what you're doing because we're, uh, we're over a big – we're not over it. I, I don't think that's fair to say. We are in it, but we're right. going to get over it soon the hardest right. part right. and then and then right. you know it's just we're we're there it's the home stretch um so right. i think but you know that doesn't help when it comes to financial because you know when the money runs out it runs out and and right. so but i mean from a, a mental perspective and a and a an emotional perspective you know keep taking it a day at a time and we're almost there so try to just 
see the light um, and, and and participate in the festival so that you can have a little fun um, and a little um, adventure in a in a pandemic way. And I think just take it a day at a time. Really, I, that's what I, we're doing. I can tell. I can tell that your father's ultimate plan for world domination it it it, it happened. His his <laughs> ultimate plan happened to have his daughter become a restaurateur and to inspire other restaurateurs. It happened. <laughs> mm. That's a very sweet thing to say. Very well, I, I will say, I did see him, I saw him comment on Facebook or Instagram somewhere, you know, you're crushing it, Sylvie. Uh, my, my daughter's crushing it, something <laughs> to that effect. That was like a week ago, and I'm like, yes, yes, she is. And, you know, uh, the, combina- the combination of girl power, great food, and a lot of love, and um, smart, you know, smart business um, is right. powering you through. And you've been such an inspiration to so many pe- uh, people locally but now you're you know a part of this movement with regarding her so um congratulations um by the way sylvie and love and salt was awarded the best in manhattan award for dying mb in 2020 and uh, you yes. truly are one of the best so thank you sylvie for taking the time this morning to share with us thank you so much both of you it's it's always a pleasure and i thank you for for uh caring thank you for caring and spreading the word the good word Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you time. Okay. Uh, com, And thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Joe. Um, have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Thank you. Alrighty. Bye-bye, everyone. Enjoy the fun. Bye. Bye. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you.